Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our text today's message comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 16, as you heard a few moments ago. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, words, words are pretty powerful. Words can build up. Words can tear down. Words can comfort. Words can hurt. As James tells us, words can bless and words can curse. Think about some of the worst things that someone has ever said to you in life. Things that were said with the best of intentions, not intended to harm you, but ended up being the worst because they actually did. Now, maybe you've never experienced something like this before, so let me give you some examples of what I was thinking of. Someone in your life passes away, someone who is struggling with their health, and someone says, with the best of intentions, at least they're not suffering anymore. While this statement is true for those who believe, it's not something you might want to hear in your grief because you'd much rather still have them on this earth than think about the better place they're in. Because the better place should be with them still in your life. The next one can be in any situation, the loss of a loved one or any struggle, trial that you're going through in life. And someone says, I know how you feel. Or, I know what you're going through. While this is very tempting to say, even if you have experienced a similar situation, every person has their own unique path to travel, so you can't know exactly how they feel in whatever they're going through. The same goes for the next statement. could be any circumstance in your life. And someone says, God will never give you more than you can handle. Even if the person has faith in God, this phrase implies that if you can't handle things, you must not have enough faith or you're a bad Christian. I think that God does give us more than we can handle. Because if he didn't, we would never have a reason to need God. We'd never need to go to him in prayer, turn to him in times of need. And in Psalm 50, you have God saying, And call upon me in the day of trouble, I will deliver you. He doesn't say, well, don't call me because you can handle this on your own. God tells us that he will deliver us. He doesn't say how or when, just that he will. You can't handle it, but God can, and he will do something about it. I was thinking about the kind of impact words have on us, especially we who are living outside of the biblical times and are able to see the whole story of the Bible, the words on these pages, which have come to realization and fulfillment in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And there were so many words that the people didn't fully understand, that they were confused by, because they could not see the big picture. Now, any three of these statements that you heard could have been said to the disciples after Jesus died on the cross. And it would have had the same impact that it does to you and me. And that's because we can't always see the light at the end of the tunnel. 
It's like someone says, it's all going to work out in the end. You're only able to see how everything worked out once you're at the end. Jesus certainly didn't say something with the best of intentions and have it offend the disciples. But he certainly said many things that the disciples didn't fully understand or realize until it all came to fruition, until it was fully revealed to them, until they got to the end. Think about how many times Jesus told the disciples that he was going to die, but that he would rise from the dead on the third day. You get a response like Peter's when he says, This shall never happen to you. As you might know then, Jesus responds to Peter calling him Satan because Peter just doesn't get it yet. But eventually he will. And that's really what the gospel reading is about this morning. Jesus promises that the disciples will get it. He first tells them, The spirit of truth will guide you into all the truth and declare the things that are to come. Now, this is an important piece because the Holy Spirit creates faith in us. The Holy Spirit is the one who helps us lead a God-pleasing life. And the Holy Spirit helps us to see the truth because he is truth. And this specific message is important for the disciples because Jesus had told them earlier in John chapter 14, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. This is a message that is specifically for the disciples. He is promising them Pentecost. He's promising the Holy Spirit to come and help them remember everything Jesus taught. And so he's already laying out his plan for them as to how the New Testament is going to come to fruition. Now, I wasn't there, but I don't imagine the disciples following around Jesus for three years with little scrolls of parchment paper taking notes of everything he said. Like, day 702, Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, said he is the resurrection and the life. Sounds pretty cool. Don't know exactly what it means. I'll come back to this later. Or when Jesus said in the gospel, John 16, verse 20, Truly, truly, I say to you, you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice. You will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn into joy. And do you think John was taking notes like, oh, the world will be happy, but will be sad. There's a theme of sorrow to joy. Good to know. Still don't get it, but maybe one day to be continued. The disciples followed Jesus. They didn't always get it. But the Holy Spirit is the one Jesus was going to send them so that they would get it and get it all. And because of that, we have God's word to use, which helps us to see and remember all the things that Jesus says to his people and has done for them. We can look at God's word from beginning to end and see God's plan of salvation laid out from the beginning. Adam and Eve ate the forbidden fruit and brought sin into the world. Sin that leads to death, but not just physical death, eternal death, hell, 
And because we are connected to Adam and Eve in that original sin that has been passed down to every generation, and because we do actual sins, we all deserve the same punishment from God. Death. Hell. Yet as soon as Adam and Eve sinned, God promised the Savior, one who would crush the serpent's head. But in crushing the serpent, he would suffer a heel strike, a non-fatal blow. This is the cross. It certainly seemed fatal to the disciples and everyone else around. That's why the world was rejoicing, because that's what they wanted, and why the disciples were weeping and lamenting, because it's not what they wanted. But then three days later, Jesus rose from the dead. That's because he was the perfect son of God, the only one who could die for the sins of the whole world, the only one who could bring about the forgiveness of sins, the only one who could take hell in order to give us heaven, the only one who could turn our sorrow into joy, the only one who could do exactly what John later writes in Revelation, the New Testament reading for today. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain any more, for the former things have passed away. Sin and death and hell do not have the final say. Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, he does have the final say. And he speaks to you in your life today. He speaks to us through his word, the word you hear read and the word you hear preached. And he speaks to you through his sacraments. He speaks to you in baptism. And that's exactly what happened with Abigail this morning. And as you've heard about all those other births recently in our church, that's exactly what's going to happen for all of them to come. And it's exactly what has happened to all of you who have been baptized He calls you as his own dear children. He calls you into his family. He marks you as ones redeemed by Christ the crucified, redeemed by his death and resurrection. And just as he has given his stamp of approval on the word of God that was inspired by the Holy Spirit, he gives his stamp of approval on you in baptism. And all of those things that others have said to you with the best of intentions, Jesus has a better message. And it's this. You may suffer on this earth, but I suffered death on the cross and hell for you so that you would not have to suffer for eternity. I do know how you feel because I have endured all things on your behalf so that I can help you in your weaknesses. All the things that you cannot handle on your own, I am here to help you because I have overcome all things. Just look at the empty tomb. Call upon me and I will deliver you. For when you are weak, then I am strong. And I will turn your sorrow into joy. This is the good news the gospel of Jesus Christ. Words for you, for today and always.
Amen. Now the peace of God which passes all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ our Lord and our Savior. Amen.